who doesn't want to be the DC coordinator at Penn State? Are you kidding me? Like right. that's a that's a it's like a prestigious like you're gonna get a guy that and, and you're gonna get players that that want to come to Penn State and play great defense. Quarterback sneak right side touchdown. Penn State faithful. We got the bowl game merch for you guys. Hoodies, tees, long sleeves, whatever you feel like wearing. We got it for the 2023 Peach Bowl. Check out the We Are Feeling Peachy gear in the link below. Have fun in Atlanta and looking forward to it. We are. What's up, folks? Fans of the pocket, Penn State fans all over the world. Um, We're kicking off a new segment. Uh, I'm calling this Moddy Monday. So we've had our guy on a couple shows. And... um, I want to give him his own platform. I want to give him his own time to talk, get some stuff off his chest. Um, so this is our first inaugural stab at the Maudy Monday. So, Mike, what's up, man? How you been? What's up, man? It's our first stab at it. Let's get it. Yeah, Everybody. first stab at it. And, uh, of course, we're, we're, we're taking a stab at it during the biggest downtime in, in, in college football right now. you got bowl season in between games. Um, we're We're – we're trying Dude. to find stuff to talk about. Downtime? Downtime says you. That's that's garbage. This is like where shit happens. <laughs> this is where everything happens. Like in this three week window, is this is the biggest traveling circus in the history of any industry. Well, we have all the backdoor deals. I mean, it is like, you know, when you want to get stuff done before spring ball and winter workouts. And one of those has been uh, obviously we hired Andy Coltonecki and we've we've covered that on previous episodes here. But um Something we talked about uh, on the pocket, you may or may not have been on the episode, was just keeping keeping Manny and how how integral we thought that that was going to be heading into uh, next season. And um, you know, we we unfortunately lost him to Duke. I, I dropped some dropped some stuff out there just about my thought processes with that. But um, you know, where where do you see? Let me ask you this: Where do you see a the fit for Manny at Duke, and then b you know, where do we start looking to fill that void internally? Yeah, we, I mean, I was, I probably, I was in the same camp as you. I'm like, sell the farm, keep Manny. Yeah. But, but like, a, look, a guy like that, uh, you, you know, he's waiting for the right fit. I think Duke is just a special place. Like uh, the fact that he was able to keep, uh, I, well, initially I thought Feely, the strength and conditioning coach, which I think obviously uh, – I mean, that's the number three position in any college football program is the, is the strength and conditioning coach. Dave Feely's, I think, the top of that pack uh, in the country. And the fact that he was able to keep him down there meant a lot. And that, that – so that's, that was huge. Um, so I think he's going to have success there. I, should, Duke should have beat Notre Dame. That, that, was, that was my thing. And so I think they're, they're close – now I don't know where they're at, like in the NIL race. I think they are getting kind of picked apart talent-wise, just from other schools. Given this like transition, some other schools probably are taking opportunity uh, where they can find it here in transition. But but Manny's got to get in there. I mean, you saw him from the three-point line or the the three-throw line, just drain Drano. Yeah. Um, the, the, um, he's going to get in there and, and get things done really quickly, but. But in terms of like who's next and 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 how they fill that void, well, like, hold, on, hold on before we get to that because I thought you brought up some really good points, right? Like, okay, they had they had Elko at Duke, 
you know, another defensive yeah. guy. He gets back. He, get, he ends up getting the Texas A&M job. Good for him. You know, I think that that transition in terms of mentality from the top down, like having a defensive guy there previously where they've had success and now bringing in another defensive guy who, you know, in some whatever the rankings are, you look at the NCAA college football rankings, we have the we have number one defense and total defense in the country this year. Um, so many good things to talk about. Obviously, a lot of that has to do with the Jimmys and Joes, right? You have guys who can make plays, you know, make coaches look pretty good. But um, on top of that, you know, it's the coach's job to put those guys in positions to be successful, right? So um, with him going down there, like you said, they didn't have like a bad roster at Duke. Like they had a good roster. That defense was really good. Um, and you watch them play, like they were fast. They had all of the things, I mean, not exactly like what we had, but you could see, you know, why that may have intrigued him. Um, so how, talk about that a little bit when it comes to like philosophy, right? If you're a player in that locker room, and again, it's a different dynamic. It's Duke, it's basketball school, yada, yada, yada. But now you know that you're having a very, very similar approach from the top in, in terms of a defensive focus coming back in after you just had a guy who, who was a defensive guy. Talk about that transition a little bit and where that may, may bode well in keeping that locker room together. Well, I think, like, if you look at the style, like, when, when you go down to, like, uh, let's say Feely, Elko's, like, first year – there they started having wins like you look at them on you know a saturday night late night and you're looking at the highlights and it's like oh shit duke had like two fourth down stops like to win a game like like Mm -hmm. those aren't just like those are culture the wins like you you win those type of games like in july when you're when you're grinding like those are those are culture type of wins so like people can't put a value on that like unless you've been in 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 those type of july like workouts on the and, baseball and, on the, yeah, you don't win that shit on the baseball diamond but <laughs> but like that but they started winning they started winning on defense and, and that's not something that that duke ever did defensively in terms of as far as long as i've been watching them which hasn't yeah. been that long to be honest with you but but the point is is like they were competing they were they were having like that's a culture thing that's a mentality thing and you only get that from a defensive-minded coach and, and I think that the other, the other big point of that was, like now, okay, now in year two, three, like they they had a, obviously had a, they had a, a first rate quarterback, okay, like that 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 gets you wherever you want to go, yeah. And so you, you add that to like you add that to the culture, to the, you add that to the defensive mentality, like that that's huge. And so I, I don't know where like I brought that up only to say like I don't know where this roster from Duke ends up. Like how, but I think they make that up pretty quickly. Um, now that Manny is the head coach and and he's saying, "Hey man, here, here's what's gonna happen." Like I think that's a few, like the culture and the like the quality of, of player down there. I think, uh, or or just the maturity of those guys. Like it, it's Duke. It's not like it's it, it's a special place. It's, it's not like you have guys. Like you just there's have really quality kid. people down there. There's a unique kid that goes to Duke. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And I think you're like, you're bringing up a really good point. Like the, yes, they may start losing guys, but at the end of the day, like there's a certain foundation that keeps that locker room together. And a lot of it has nothing to do with how they play on the football field. It's how they're made up, like with the six inches between their ears and what they believe in. Right. And like, now that you're saying this, cause I was like, I, I just, I think there's too many challenges to be super, super competitive at Duke. Right. But now you sit there and you think about it. You look at the ACC, and and where it's at, you know, Clemson's down, Florida State's on the rise again, Miami's kind of on that brink of getting getting good again. But like, 
the ACC is pretty wide open, right? And who's to say that Manny can't come yeah. in there and and now, you know, the double-edged sword of the portal is there's guys leaving, but now you have a whole plethora of guys you can pull from who've played. <laughs> know what there's you guys get. leaving, there's guys coming. Yeah, yeah. And, and here's the other thing is that Manny knows the ACC as well as anybody knows the ACC. So, yeah. um, no, and he, and he knows what kind of package he's looking for. Uh, and, and Clemson, I, you say they're down, but but I think that they're going to rebound pretty quickly here now that now that Debo's kind of figured out like, hey, you can deny the portal, but we've got to we've got to acknowledge the portal. So I yeah. think they're like they're gonna they're gonna bounce back pretty quickly. I think that that's a no brainer. But at the same time, if if, if they could like, if it's me personally, I would say like, man, I'd love to see Manny stay at Penn State one more year and then go but then then go to Duke because because at least maybe that'll even out the playing field in terms of like the NIL the rev share everyone's talking about like this this rev share deal which was hopefully even the playing field for a lot of these other like tiered I don't want to call the ACC like a tier two conference but they're not the SEC and they're not the Big Ten so they're like a tier two conference so I think I think but but the fact that Manny getting in there granted like he did he put like two great years at Penn State like grateful that he was there and i think he put a hell of a portfolio together and a product on the field was like the most penn state reflective defense of any penn state defense so like how how can you be anything but grateful for the time and effort that was put in by by manning you can't have anything but great feelings as a penn state fan um leaving like manny leaving you got to understand it and appreciate it and just say like the tip the cap uh, but I think that that like you don't go to Duke for like that's not like a, a place you just like puddle jump. You, you go there, you build, and, and I think I think he's got the support from the athletic director there. Like that that's a big quality, um, like in any program, and, and he's obviously got that pre- read read pretty well. Well, it's yeah, it isn't like a stepping stone place, but it could be right. Like it's one of those things yeah. where you could be there and like do well and really enjoy it. Or, you know, maybe that that dream, dream of all dream jobs comes wide open. And because you're doing well, similar to how Elko did, you know, you, you get to go to a top tier program that has all the backing and funding. But that yeah. is going to be interesting when that whole revenue share thing comes. And now you got to start considering, like I've talked about this before, salary caps and all this stuff in order to level the playing field. Right. Because you've seen so many coaches. I mean, you got more up at UConn just throwing a fit about it. It's just where the money goes and where the backing goes, it's really hard to say that you can keep the playing field level, even though this is all not pay for play. And I'm using air quotes because it's, it's ridiculous, man. Like it's just the wild West. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go back to what you said earlier, which is like, Hey, this is the doldrums, right? This is a week where a couple of weeks where nothing happens. Yeah. I'll contraire. This is the week where everything happens. This is it's fucking December. Okay. <laughs> The, the carousel's happening. Guys are moving. They're shaking. Okay, look at Syracuse. All right, they're, they're loading up. Eliza Robinson. Like that, that's going to be a whole different program. When you go up there for spring ball, it's going to be like a culture shock. But it's going to be guys in there competing, uh, and that's going to be a couple of different places this uh, this time in April and May. Um, but but yeah, this is where a lot of things are happening in college yeah. football for sure. Yeah, and like you said, you got you can't like you can't bring the same old song and dance into these programs either, right? Like the old head, old guard of college football coaching and stuff like that. Like you're seeing the younger guys get a chance because a they can relate to kids and they can turn certain programs around that 
I mean, Syracuse has an extremely rich tradition in football when you when you look at it and the history of it. But like, it just hasn't been relevant for so long. You need someone in there who can give a resurgence, get kids interested, relate to kids, and then you know ultimately bring that talent in there and then keep it right. And then that's where all the politics right. and the sort of deals come from. But to kind of bring that back to Manny, you know, you've you've the more I've thought about it and now talking with you here, like it it. it as much as I was like, ah, I wanted him to go somewhere else other than like a, a program like that. It's a good fit for him. And I'm excited for him with that, but. Um, it's a great fit. It's a great fit. Like congrats to Manny, honestly, like, um, I mean, he's got, here's the thing, the most telling non-move, if you want to call it that, that's um, a made up word, but, but like, I thought, so I thought Elko was going to bring down Feely with him to A&M, yeah. which was like, Okay, now A and M's definitely going to win a Natty because because they got Feely. That's a hot take. That's a hot take for me. But but the fact that that Feely didn't leave, I'm like, okay. So so Feely and and Manny were like they crossed. It was like two ships in the night when they passed each other at Temple. Uh, that for that 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 short period of time. Yep. Um, but but the fact that they're together now, like like I I can't say enough about about Feely. Like the strength coach, the strength and conditioning coach at at a college, at a Division One program, power like it's it's I don't it it's it's the top it's three a position. Your coordinators, I, I think it's like it's a such an underrated position, still, which is which is crazy to me that's underrated. But like it, I think it's like you could put it up there equal to a DC OC position, right? Like you could argue above that because you think about it, they spend. Right. They spend, they spend the same amount of time as the OC and DC does with these kids during the season, and then they get them for more. The rest. They, they get, they get them more here one on one. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, no, they, I do. They they establish. I mean, they're on they're daily. They're every yeah. day, every week, every month, every the whole year, all year long. Like I, so, I think, and like like I brought like I like I said earlier. Um, Feely is like Dave Feely. I was I spent time with look when I was on the street when I re, I retired. I was like looking to get picked up. I was living in Philly and I was training at Temple, and and I was training and I'm like I called up I, I called Craig Fitzgerald who's now with the Giants who was at Penn State with my senior year at twelve and I'm like who do you know at Temple? He's like called called Dave. Boom. I'm next thing you know I'm doing freaking overhead i'm snatching we're power cleaning like olympic lifting and and dave feely like just to be around like be around him uh and, and since then like we were fast friends and like i got to see how he operates the strength and conditioning program uh like it i think he's one of the best in the country so the fact that that he stayed at duke and that he's got that foundation uh yep. you can't build a program without that and and so the fact that manny has that where he's going is invaluable that's working for him. So now let's bring it back to the second part of my question. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I thought it was really, I thought it was really important to elaborate on some of those things, but let's bring it back home. You know, now, now where do we go? Right? Like the one point I said was unlike the offensive side of the ball, I really think it's, it's, it's a, it bodes very well. And it's not to knock like Ty or Juwan or any of the guys that took over offensively. Mm -hmm. But I think with the pressure that our fan base put on that hire, it, you may have wanted to hire internally, but like it, it probably wouldn't have been the best thing from an optics standpoint, right? You flip it over to the other side, though. I think you have a, a very deep talent pool on the defensive side of the ball in terms of candidates that you could hire from within with. We've done that in the past with Brent Pry. Um, 
you know, Manny was an outside hire, but obviously we did it with Brent Pry when Shoop left and that turned out really well. So like, I, I'm a big fan of Dex. I've known Dex for a really long time. I think he'd do a great job. He was basically, you know, signed, sealed, delivered to be the head coach at Virginia um, prior to all that whole stuff happening. But I think, I think he'd be a great guy, but give me your thoughts on internally. Where do we go? What do we look for? Pros, cons, so on and so forth. Yeah. And it really is a totally different dynamic, right? Like a, let me just, I want to take this opportunity to say, Hey, Jawan and Ty. All right. If, if you call the Michigan state game, like you called an Ohio state and a, and a Michigan, I think Penn state's sitting here at 12 and out, right? That's a whole different dynamic. And, and I'm going to give credit to, the, to, to those guys because talk about utilizing your personnel and, and that, some people you can say that's a hot take. I think no, that's a, that's a take. Then that's realistic because you had weapons all over the place offensively that were actually getting utilized, and there was a plan, and then those things you, you could see it right. They were like you, you had you had personnel mismatches all over the place, which you still do. But in terms of the defensive personnel that they that they have on the coaching staff. I don't know. I don't know uh, Dex as well as you do. I, I haven't been around him. I haven't worked with him, but I do know that that makes the most sense. Uh, I, I'm sure that they're that they're interviewing and that they've got a list of guys. Who doesn't want to be the D coordinator at Penn State? Are you kidding me? Like right. that's a it's a it's like a prestigious. Like you're gonna get a guy that, and, and you're gonna get players that that want to come to Penn State and play great defense. So, so historically, like I, I don't see there. There's not gonna be a mass exodus. Like if anything. I, you know, uh, personally, I, I, I worry about the guys like, or at least I'd cater to the guy, the young guys like Tony Rojas, like the guys, the younger guys that, that are like, hey, shit, I wanted to play for Manny. Like, you know, but yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's acknowledge that. But at the same time, like you've also got really good guys around, like you've got Dion Barnes, you, like, you've got guys around them that are going to help develop their talent uh, on the defense side of the ball. And, and like schematically, I think they're gonna like. You have to assume that they're gonna continue to play defense the way they've been playing, which is like, hey, we're gonna be aggressive. We're gonna blitz zero, and when it's when it's time, let's get, get let's get offense behind the chains, and and let's get them to third and long situations, and we're gonna like we're gonna take the ball away, we're gonna stop the run, we're gonna take the ball away, and, and then we're gonna be explosive on defense. But like 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 Dex has got those capabilities. He, He's been with, with around Manny now for what two years, and, yep. and and so they've they've got Dion, they, and they've got other guys that that understand what that's about. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not as worried. Honestly, I'm not as concerned on the defensive side of the ball as I as I was say the offense. I think um, it's a little more plug and play, right? Like like yeah, you know what right. I mean. Like there's there's kind of a standard and there's a philosophy established there. So it's like you know get a guy who's been there in those situations who calls it right. And they're going to have a little bit, they're going to have their own tendencies because we're all human beings. You know, you're, you'd call a game completely different than I'd call a game. Even if we were calling, from the same, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could literally put the same playbook in front of both of us and we're going to call it differently. And that's, that's, that's the unique part about coaches and styles and what they believe in. But right. that's, hey, but, if, but if it's third and 11, and if it's third and 11, I'm like, Hey, let's fucking send the house and we're, we're going to, we're going to cover zero and, and like send chop. Robinson and send freaking Adisa and let's go like cover me for I, I could be an all pro corner if I only got to cover for like a second and a half yeah you know, on, on, a, on the best receiver easy easy now easy now <laughs> yeah yeah easy all right well, you know you know what I'm trying to get at 
That's why I played in the box. That's why I played in the box. I wasn't uh, I wasn't on an island out there, but yeah. But, yeah, but they've got the talent that can that you can really do a lot with, uh, even defensively. But but guys like the up and coming guys, especially the linebacker room, which I of course have a, a I'm partial to. I I, th- I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, I, I I completely agree with you. Um, and then and then just just you know big picturing it kind of tying it all back in together again and, and putting a bow on this whole thing. Um, you know, heading into this bowl game, I think that, that they said, I think coach Franklin said that we were going to, we were going to try to do this, keep it internally. So I'd assume Dex gets an audition here as the co-defensive coordinator. Um, so, so, you know, what talk about that a little bit and then give me two or three names that you haven't heard that you think should be on coach Franklin's short list for interviews at least, um, if not potential hires. Well, well, it's funny. Like I had two or three names for you, but they've both been they've both been acquired. <laughs> I think so. So, uh, well, first was Elijah Robinson, right? He he was at A and M. He's now he just he's accepted the gig at, at Syracuse. The other one was, was a sleeper. I don't know if he's a sleeper only because he was the East Coast. People thought he was a sleeper, but he was killing it at UCLA. Danton Lynn, who I played with. Uh, was a corner at Penn State, and he's just got the, he's a big boy contract at, at USC. Yeah. So, so like, congrats to him. Um, so for that, like, I don't, I, I don't know how many big time coordinators there are that could just like come in, and uh, I think you've already got a really strong culture, and you've got a really strong locker room, like uh, on that side of the ball. So why wouldn't you keep it internal? You know, like like I spent, I, I was fortunate. I got I got to spend some time with Juwan last week. He came into the Trinity High School. Um, he was with with a recruit uh, who was running back that that we've coached this past season. And and uh, I, you know I'm, I got the chance to ask him some questions. I'm like, so what's the deal? Is this new guy from Kansas going to come in and he's he's going to call the, the the bowl game? Uh, like because. I'm like, I hope you guys call the bowl game because you y'all y'all killed it on at, at Michigan State. Like y'all got y'all y'all understand your personnel. Why why wouldn't you? And he had the same sentiment. And and so that that actually you know takes the pressure off of a new hire that comes in. He's still kind of evaluating personnel and and trying to figure out who who's who who he's got to work with. And but I think defensively, I, I don't think he changed much. Like I I, I haven't spoken to Manny on, on or anyone else in terms of who's going to call the the bowl game down in Atlanta but but I don't think they that they have to change much like they if they get to a point like it's the same philosophy uh, you know I've been in some of those those meetings you know with Manny it's like these guys understand concepts they understand uh, they, like their football IQ is high so like they keep pressure on I, I, like Ole Miss is a different is a different beast like they I think it's going to be a great matchup but but it's going to be the same formula. It's going to be the same yeah. formula. Yeah, well, matchups, match, you know, styles make fights, and that's what I've been saying about this, and I don't want to dive too far into it, but I think that this is really good. You know, you got a guy down down there in Lane who's who's kind of that offensive mastermind guru, completely changed Saban in his old school, you know, three and a half yards mm-hmm. and a pop dust and we'll keep it pushing type of thing and play great defense, completely revolutionized his thought process on the offensive side of the ball. Um, in the past 10 years. So, um, you know, that matched with what we've done defensively, I think is going to be fantastic. Um, there's, some, there's some things we, we, we got 
on the offensive side of the ball that are boding well for us, but we just got to go out there and be physical. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You just hate, you just wouldn't, you don't want to see Lane Tiffin go out and steal like the receiver that we're trying to get in the portal. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you yeah. want. We can't, yeah, we can't have that. We can't have right. that. Well, all right, dude. So, so I'll leave that now, you know, to put a cap on the Mahdi Monday. What else you got? You got any, you got any final thoughts, any, any well wishes, anything you need to get out there? Um, before before we put a bow on this thing and see how see how the people like it. Well, like in terms of the defensive side of the ball, like what I pay attention to most, um, I I think, you know, like uh, best best wishes to Manny. Like thank you, Manny, for for com- like for putting your heart and soul effort and and your product out at the Penn State, and, and like there's nothing else you could do besides be like like tip the cap. Yeah. For, for like you, you, you put on like some statistics defensively that people haven't seen in decades. So, so like that to that, all you have to do is say thank you. Like, and and he's got a great opportunity. So, you know, to to just to, just to circle that, like to put that aside. Um, you know, I, I'm more curious to see in terms of the personnel at Penn State roster wise. Who's going to stay? Who's going to leave? I think I've got a kind of a, a good read on that. Some guys I'd love I'd love to see stay another year, um, and really boost their stock. But at the same time, they've got to make career decisions that, you know, frankly, I'm not going to make for them. And and, and like they've got a counsel that they they that they're they listen to. And uh, you just want to you got to you know acknowledge the dynamic of the portal. And I don't think Penn State's a big portal team. They're not going to like you know make or break their roster on the portal, but at the same time, I, I think their plan going into December is like, hey, let's retain as much as we can because we still got a hell of a, a hell of a roster to work with here in twenty four, and and that's a roster that's going to go and play UCLA, USC, uh, Washington, like it's a whole West Coast group that's got to come in here and say, hey, you're going to be on TV every Saturday. Like, why wouldn't you sit around and, and uh, wait another year? Um, yeah. And so th- that's what I would tell a lot of those guys. Well, that depth, that depth, you yeah. know, bodes well, like you said, for we, we don't have to be a heavy portal team. But when we do use the portal, you can't miss. Like, for me, that's my thing. You got to win. Portals need to be immediate impact guys wherever they are and those those gaps should be easy to identify because of the depth and all the other securities that we have at certain positions you know hey what what can help us get here it's it's this guy it's a it's a a win 10 times out of 10 x or whatever it may be right like those are the things those are the things that you need to be able to go out yeah and like like you said you got a lot more selling points now um being where you're at so, but and even defensively, like so, we know what we know what the needs are. I think offensively, we need a scary receiver. We need a guy that's going to be able to get separation and like help our quarterbacks out, right? Yeah. One or two or both of them. I think defensively, like we we've got guys that can cover. We got guys that can rush. Obviously, we're going to lose Chomp, but but I think we're still looking for that scary defensive interior defensive tackle. Yeah, um, I, and I, I'm excited about the young crop of linebackers that are, that's coming up. Um, with, with Tony and, and a couple of these younger guys, but you still need that interior. That, he's got some yeah. juice. Hey, Rojas is going to be a dude. Let yeah. me just tell you. I, I think and you didn't hear it here first. Like, people understand that before I've said it here. But, like, 
I, I really like Ross. I, if anything, like I, I saw him tweet kind of like sad faces, you know, with, with tears. I, I'd be, I'd be fucking crying too if I, if Manny left Penn State, if I'm, yeah. a, if I'm a freshman linebacker. But here's the thing: you're playing linebacker at Penn State, so like he's gonna be still profiled as he's, and he's he's doing like that. So, um, you know, I, I hope that he makes. I hope there's nobody this year telling him like, "Hey, you need to you need to look elsewhere." Because like, look, the grass is only greener where you water it. So like, yeah, you got all the tools and all the all the opportunity at Penn State if you're a linebacker, especially a young one with the kind of talent he has, uh, to have the career that he wants, or at least the opportunity to launch to the career that he wants. And so, um, you know, recruiting. I understand these guys are like they're they're still doing that really well. So like that 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 is not in question for me. But I I hope that like point like if it's if it's Dex, he gets the opportunity to come in there call a, a game, uh, in Atlanta. Um, I think it's going to be the same brand that you've seen. I agree. You heard it here. You heard it here, folks. Maddie Monday, first one in the books. Uh, a little bit of, talking, a little bit of defensive transition. Um, obviously looking for a new guy that's going to be at the helm, leading that side of the ship. Uh, next year, but um, not too much to be worried about. Much of the same, same expectations. Um, that's what makes Penn State special. So, uh, as I said, Monty Monday, follow us on all our socials, State Media PSU, uh, Mercury. Make sure you check out the merch store. Got a bunch of stuff for the bowl games up um, and possibly some more lines coming that are could could make, you know, could pique your interest, could be sweet, could not be. Uh, you know, we'll find out, but, uh, we appreciate the support and, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep you guys posted with these as they keep coming out.